bless my gut in there. Perfect. <laughs> and we're live. Yeah, dude. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Dab Meet, Mr. John Del Calo. Hey, guys. How you guys doing, man? Look at him. Big as he pleases. Looking like he just got his dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles lost, but my bird won. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, dude. You deserve to have your fucking meat smoked. Tim, how often do you have your meat sucked? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm a very happy fella. Okay. Yeah, I'm... I'm I mean, like I said, dude, I, I'm microdosing blue chew. It's always ready to go. Yeah, it's, it's not... I don't like to brag, though, bro. I know you don't, man. I'm microdosing head. <laughs> <laughs> Micro edging. I'm microedging every day. <laughs> Damn, you were wild, dude. Get some rough nights. Oh, hey, you got me on another, uh, coincidentally, another day drinking binge. So okay, yeah, big coincidence. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What, what was it? A, a Friday last time. Now it's a Sunday. You'll do it on a Wednesday, and I'll be like, I don't know why I'm blacked out at 8 p.m. <laughs> dude, you deserve to get drunk, man. You're fresh off the desert, man. Oh, dude. Where'd you go? I was in Utah. I flew to Vegas for a hundred dollars round trip. Me and some dudes in May were like, "Yo, it's so cheap to fly out there. Let's do it." And we booked round trip for a hundred bucks. Went to Utah immediately and went to Zion National Park. Wow! And then we hiked to this place called the Wave, where they only let twenty people a day in. Oh, John, is like, that where you have to get like Indian permission? It, I mean, it might as well be. It's Utah. <laughs> So, fucking was was Joseph Smith an Indian? <laughs> Did they? Uh, well, I mean, is there a lot of competition these days to get this? Yeah, permit? like is it always twenty people, or is that a coronavirus thing? No, yeah, yeah, it's always been Ooh. twenty. Well, uh, apparently it wasn't always this way, but then in uh, two thousand nine, Windows Seven or something came out. And the screensaver was a shot of this place. And then, like, I guess Instagram started right around that time. So it's been like a, an influencer photo op. So you John, can be the I fucking Windows 7 background guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you can be uh, the opposite of Justin Long selling Macs. Dude, Microsoft did the same thing with that picture of Hope Solo's asshole. <laughs> Just blew up like the next month. Yeah, and that's why they only let 20 people a day in now. <laughs> so that's so you get in uh, and what's it like a hiking trail what, what, or like a, a campsite? Yeah. So like when you. You get they, they allow 20 people total, 10, four months in advance online, 10 the day before because the the draft or the drawing it's like a bingo fucking thing that they pull numbers out it's like of. waiting in line for sneakers <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like turtle from entourage trying to get the fuki jamas yeah exactly damn neither of you fucking bowed down to the fuki jama reference no i don't I there's refuse. gotta be yeah look at the chat the check's got <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's, there's 400 people shouting out the fuki jamas the guy John, that I, played fuki jamas in there i will give you this though uh adrian grenier once waved at me <laughs> where in los angeles it was um they were, family court was, <laughs> dude, i was driving down sunset boulevard on the morning where they were filming the uh the entourage movie and he the was movie. like yeah dude 
And oh he, my was, God. he was hanging out by like um you know that years tro- after that trolley car. Relevant. You know that trolley car restaurant they have there on Sunset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like pacing back and forth. And I said, yo, Adrian. And he turned around and he waved. You gave him the Philly yo, Adrian? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the fuck I'm from, dude. And then did you mispronounce his last name to him or just live across <laughs> YouTube right now? <laughs> it's Grenier, dude. Uh, Come me. on. Respect I, Vinny I and the boys. Dude, my, my mouth cannot make pronunciations like that. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I Grenier sounds too much like I'm gay. I can't Yo, say I, it. I seen Adrian Garnier Fructis. <laughs> it was pretty decent. Yeah, he was. He was no fucking Brody Vidal Sassoon, <laughs> but he was. What's up? <laughs> All right. So you went to the exclusive Celestial Forest suck off point. <laughs> yeah, you, get, yeah, you, so you get your sneaker ticket in line. You know you're get. Did you go? Did well, you book online or did you get the the in person drawing? No. So this was just a spur of the moment trip. So we were like, uh, maybe we'll get this thing. We were going to Zion National Park. The hotel I picked was near, like right next to the Bureau of Land Management, the BLM, mm-hmm. before Black Lives Matter. <laughs> The number one BLM. Yeah, so we're we're in ACAB National Forest. (laughs) John, would it be fair to say you rolled the dice on this Vegas trip? (laughs) I certainly didn't. You're right. (laughs) That's the appropriate response to that. (laughs) So uh, my one buddy is an early riser. So I was like, hey, you go get the uh, like you sign us up for the permit for the Rambo lottery. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes 830 in the morning. We me and the other guys were up till like 3 a.m. drinking. Hmm. So we weren't fucking walking next door <laughs> to do this in the morning. <laughs> Literally next door to our cabin was this BLM. And he goes and he just he just sits in the right chair. They, they let 10 people uh, ahead of time, 10 people day of or day before. Hmm. And he just sits in the right chair and he's like, all right, well, Connor, you're number eight, you're number nine, blah, blah, blah. And then they do the bingo thing. And he was the first number called. Wow. You're allowed to bring six people per group. So he had four. So immediately six or four out of 10 are gone. So, John, was this a vision quest or were you going just <laughs> to do butt chugs out of each other? Well, I was going to find out if I was gay, but... <laughs> But there was a so that would be more of a jizzy yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out none of my boys like fucking each other. Fifteen years in we a row trying to find out if I'm gay. Still inconclusive. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one tree you have to ask. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't find it. <laughs> you had to go talk to Chief Bustin Cheeks. <laughs> yeah, every book behind me is about finding your gay quest. <laughs> Yeah, someday, man, I'm going to find the answers. Dude, uh, me and my girlfriend are about to drive or fly back out to Vegas and and go to Yosemite, and we're going to go to that same town and try to get that permit again. Cool. I hope you find out you're a member of the Queer tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, we're in Navajo Nation over there, all right? Please. So was there anyone there that got turned away? Were there more than 10 people? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, people forge relationships by getting denied for days Uh no shit (laughs) like together yeah yeah like you'll get a hotel on this town for a week 
And if you don't get the permit for this hike, you'll still go to the Grand Canyon or Zion or Bryce Canyon or like a, a dozen other cool ass places. Like you can't miss. These are camping place. simps. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like Indians turning you guys gay. John, that's what's happening. Dude, when they scalp you, dude, they don't scalp this head. Well, I didn't have a foreskin before I went, but I certainly don't have one now. Instead so of rain dances, they do come dances. Do they start doing like alliances? Like you guys have four, we have two guys. Maybe one of us gets the ticket and we share it. No, they have a system against that. What? You can't. Yeah. Like they'll. You have to put in every single name in your permit. Yeah. Or whatever. They just. They're just slightly less retarded than the average hiker. So yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, at this point, I would I would have told that guy straight to his face. You can't spell Mormon without moron. And then I would as I'm as it. I'm holding a McDonald's <laughs> cup, I have the extra M. So it was like they, I, I, I get if it was me and I get the first ticket called, I'm stunting all, all the losers that aren't getting called. Oh, dude, my boy. He, we had a uh, a shuttle ticket into Zion that day. Cause you have to like park your car and then like take a shuttle. And with COVID, they have you have to have like a certain time. So ours was from ten to eleven, and it took an hour to get to Zion. So I told him that we had to fucking motor as soon as he got done. And so he just was like, acted like he'd been there before, and was like, "Yo." We gotta go, baby. Like I don't, I can't wait for orientation or whatever dog shit you guys have going on. I gotta get to Zion, and it turns out we didn't have to be there on time. But uh, so the guy, when he was walking away, was just like, uh, "Bring two gallons of water per person," which is insane. That's like twenty pounds of water per person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I drank less than a quarter gallon back and forth. But he also said you had to leave your hotel at 5.30 a.m. to get there at sunrise to make sure you're not there in the heat of the day. Okay. Which ended up being perfect because we did it. Like, the whole night we were just like, fuck you, we're not leaving at 5.30 a.m. And then at fucking 5.20, everybody was like at the car like, yeah, we're going to do this. (laughs) Oh, but man, it was so fucking crazy. Was Nobody it? was there when we got there. Like, there was people ahead of us on the hike. We could see in the distance. And it's all pictures. Like, there's no trail. It's just sand. So it was like, all right, this one looks like this. Mm. Head there. <laughs> it's like, all right. We yeah. don't have a compass. All we have is pictures on a paper. And they're like, go there. And then go there. And then this big vertical crack in a rock they're like that's where oh hell yeah it's like a 90s cd-rom game now you're talking <laughs> yeah, my fucking yeah, language it's yeah. the one that you're drawing you notes like. yeah <laughs> it's treasure hunter <laughs> it's tre- yeah. treasure master excuse me hmm. oh well fuck me so it was worth it oh man um oh i never i never sent you guys all the uh pictures and photos from our big camping trip in the spring oh yeah start a uh oh, you don't have fucking you're a pc phone guy yeah android but it doesn't matter. But uh, dude, camping, camping with you. I, I we probably talked about this briefly, but I wanted to save it up for the next time you're on. Yeah, this is our reunion. Oh, fucking, this is fucking sweet. A John Del Calo camping trip is uh, as premium as it gets, dude. We got to do it again, man. That was so. I, I don't ever want to not be doing it. it. I would do it quarterly. I do all weather conditions. Yes, I'm looking forward to a a cold night. 
Mm-hmm. Like we already did rain. That was sick. I want to. Yeah, the rain was fucking serious. You got there after it rained, right? I got there in the rain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got there right when it started. Yeah. Me and Mike finished setting up right before it started. It was perfect timing. Well, you finished setting up, and I I just filmed you saying funny things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I did need a guy to not help me and record the whole time. <laughs> God, I was amazed at how proficient you were at not only camping, but just to make sure this shit just gets done as quickly as possible so that everybody can chill the fuck out. Well, I had the the weather on my back, I thought. Like, it turns out we were there right in time. But when we got there and it wasn't raining, I was like, all right, I got to fucking get everything in the ground. Taut. Every, like, everything has to be nice and taut to not get rained on. And it was perfect. We were chilling with uh, with no rain and, at, at my count, one million bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brutal. I haven't undid my tent or my canopy tent since then. There, are, There's a million dead bugs because we sprayed it with... Oh uh, yeah, they just start, they started just dying on the tent. Yes, on the they just canopy. Got yeah, yeah, shellacked to the fucking canopy. Man, oh, and then we, we just uh, fe- we just figured out the third rank BLM, which is Bug Lives Matter. <laughs> Stop. John started it. <laughs> so then, uh, so yeah, you guys, you guys had it all set up when I got there, and then the weather turned, and uh, I did I have to drive away for like forty five minutes to make a phone call. Yeah, night. you yeah, had yeah. to like send lame. a work email or yeah, something. Yeah, very lame. I I, I lost self totally service earlier lame. than I expected, so I had to turn back and drive forty minutes away from the campsite to like reply to a work email telling them that I was gonna be completely dead for four days. And then uh dude, the next day we got after it. We got right on the fucking water waterfall trail hike. Mm. Just three straight dudes. Walking around. What, how many waterfalls do we see? 19? There's like 19 waterfalls there. 19 waterfalls or something. <laughs> we ate one hot dog for every waterfall we saw. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. We cooked hot dogs <laughs> just to let them get back down to natural hot dog temperature. <laughs> it was nice having them with wet buns, though. Yeah. Just wrapping all yeah, that heat wet, up the wet so, buns. The, so the buns could steam themselves and then cool off wet. <laughs> Dude, maybe that was John's gay Indian vision quest. <laughs> yeah, that's where it was going to happen. Just sucking hot dogs out of his own pocket. <laughs> Pretty cool move. I didn't even know I had a pocket here. <laughs> yeah, man. That was a majestic weekend. Yeah, that all fucking rocked, man. That was, I mean, I'm used to rain now. So rain is whatever. If you have the little canopy over the table, you're golden in my mind. Mm-hmm. It did feel like we were going to get swept away in the night. It felt like we were going to get flooded out. Yeah, it was pretty intense. The next night was fucking perfect, though. We did a little. Uh, that was nice. Drank a little pepper. Oh man! The next night we tripped. Yeah, we we took a very heavy uh, mushroom tea. Yeah, that tea ended up being. Wild as hell, man. I was just... Mike, uh, both... Was it two or three nights? Oh, did Del Collar just freeze? Three nights. He's dead. Del Collar just died. God fucking damn it. Dickhead. This is a classic. This is a classic fucking Del Collar, dude. Back to the fucking woods. I don't want to talk about it without him being here because... Uh, it's. I mean, it was a very meaningful time. Dude, this would be great if this was a bit that he would do. <laughs> he would pull this shit. 
Oh man, how you doing, Mike? We'll wait for him. To great, get back. dude. I, this has got me excited to go back to the woods, man. I mean, we are taking a trip tomorrow. We are going up to the, to the Big Apple, so yeah. I'm excited for that. We get to take a train there. Yeah, it's gonna be fun <sighs> having diarrhea in a different place. Man, I, I love that shit. But you know, talking talking with John, I had asked him to do the podcast like three weeks ago. There he, he is. He, Joe, sorry about that. Did I kick something? I guess so. <laughs> I think I kicked something, <laughs> but I didn't kick it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's here, your story here, regardless so what was the story your, about your mushroom tea story so, mushroom so trip. We, yeah so we uh, uh yeah tim was the fire master what was it what was, was it just, <laughs> i was just teeping my bunghole over my hood up <laughs> both nights i think it was two nights right both nights, Mike went to sleep at about 8.30 p.m. and instantly <laughs> I, I just... clocked it in at 8.55. <laughs> it looked like Mike was afraid of the dark. Mike kept going to, like, uh, Mike was like, ah, I'm going to go to sleep. And uh, just instantly sleep farting. Just sleep farting loud enough <laughs> that we could hear him from far away. Over the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And then, uh, dude, the, and then we, we did the mushroom trip, and it was... I remember we we watched the campfire with an intensity that I don't know that I've ever done any other activity. I feel like I watched the saga of the campfire. It had Dude, a- it was nice for me because number one, I feel like tripping. I'm always like I feel like I'm always on my feet for some reason. Camping especially, I always need a chore to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I always feel like I'm with people that aren't interested in keeping the fire going. Yeah. So the fact that I just got to sit in a chair that was, like, too small for a guy my size and just, like, have my feet out and watch you make the fucking flame bigger and bigger. <laughs> Probably not a great idea, but it was it was the perfect fire. It was the best fire of all time. Yeah, it was bonfire status. Like, like I said. Uh, wait, did it? I think it cut off when I was saying people. I heard people walking by, like saying, like a dad saying to his dad, like you never made a fire like that. <laughs> oh wow, dude, it was massive. Yeah, and I did that dude, for that, you, dude. Dude, that was like the kind of fire you would see on Entourage. <laughs> dude, that's yeah, a that's the kind of fire Johnny Drama makes sure gets lit, dude. John, that's a bontourage, dude. Dude, it was. So- you guys hear my chair squeaking? No, you're good. Don't worry about it. Your your Peloton's making a lot of noise back there. So we um <laughs> That's a Peloton, dude. That's a fucking fake. So that's Folkley's. We, the Peloton has a dildo in the seat, so every time you pedal, you're just kidding. Yeah. Isn't that George Clooney and fucking uh Burn After yeah. <laughs> The whole time he's just making the dildo shoot. He's getting hard home depot receipts <laughs> just for steel gauges that he can fucking make a Dude, uh, bike dildo out of fuck. There were uh, there were a couple times during the uh, the bonfire where I would uh, like we were just staring directly into like the heart of it. I mean, the fire itself was it was impressive to passers by, but we were invested in in the story of this fire. Yeah, the passers by were like way in my distant uh, peripheries. Like, yeah, they were nowhere near my actual brain looking at the fire. But there was a there are probably ten different maybe twenty different times where I would look up from the fire. You, I'd be like, dude, did you see that? And you'd be like, dude, <laughs> like my embers cracking. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I saw it, man. I'm like, bro, did you see that? Oh my god, 
And then at one point, we, we, we were both looking, we were sitting back in our, uh, we were sitting on opposite sides, or like maybe catty corner in uh, in our shitty like Coleman chairs. And at one point, we were both just staring up at the sky. And uh, I, I remember I noticed instead of it seeming like the weave, the leaves were like blowing in the wind, like through the, through the treetops, you could see the stars. And instead of like the branches blowing around, it looked like the branches were staying still and the sky was blowing yeah. around that was, that the was fuck, a cool maybe trip. the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah you're a mushroom heavy guy too like my i feel like my last one before that was a long time ago yeah and i i, I but i don't i don't <laughs> i know you like taking mushrooms in the city i just don't feel right taking them in the city no i like taking them in front of a television <laughs> not necessarily in the city in front of a television just to watch just like watch youtube and shit. absolutely Bro. I don't know. I feel like watching TV is like a uh, you just you get glued to it, and then it's no you way, can't man. Discover the wonders of nature. No way, man. If you do a heavy enough dose, okay. This is secret mushroom knowledge. Maybe maybe some of you guys are pros. Maybe some maybe some of you people listen. Some of you people in the YouTube chat. Maybe you guys are pros. You Here's... ever take a whole eighth, bro? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I split one, and uh... yeah, half eighth is the normal. Well. Uh... I measured out like the last dose I took, like I, I eyeballed it. I finally got a kitchen scale. I was going way too heavy, but here's the, here's the, here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> you take way too much, right? The first, I would say four hours. Oh, you're not going to bed by the way, but like from 8 PM to midnight party time, anything that you do will be the funniest and coolest. Maybe even bring you to tears. It's the best. It's the best ever. But then from midnight to 5 a.m., you've got some serious uh, psychological and spiritual work to do. Yeah, the introspection happens. You got to push through it, though. You have it's 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 not only is it unavoidable, it's actually beneficial. That's where like the real benefits like, uh, dude, I talk about the fucking benefits of it all the time. But that's that's when I feel like I can actually fall asleep. Like I can finally fall asleep and I don't engage with the introspection. I'm like, oh, I'm finally. I wish I could fall asleep. Relax. All I can think about is how I'm never, never ever going to sleep. And uh, actually, <laughs> uh, so again. my boy Travis is in the chat right now, and he confirms five grams is a heroic dose, and it's way too much. But that's it's also perfect. So uh, and that's I, more than an eighth, man. That's crazy. No, five grams is not more than an eighth. Way out. An eighth way is three point five. Is it? Oh well, then I've done. Yeah. I've done. I bought mushrooms on Sunday. I sold weed in college. Bro, I'm not doing the math right now. I'm not doing the math right now. But I, I, it's I've done way too much, and uh, staying up all night, I feel like I've descended into. And dude, I, no one likes to be the guy that's talking about like their cool drug experience. But uh, I wouldn't talk about this if it didn't also like seriously benefit me in a way that I'll never. It's never going back. So I, I, I've, I've bottomed out personality wise on the last couple ones and i would be i i felt like i was sitting in the dark which i was i was sitting in the dark but i felt like i was sitting with myself and i was just uh there was no like no buffer to like my own ego like i was i was face to face with like who i actually am and i was like all i could sense was like the contrast between like who that actually is and who i act like i am day to day and it completely destroyed it that gap has been closed, and I've lived every day feeling more comfortable, like as myself since then. That's incredible because I feel like every trip has a part like that where you are sitting next to yourself, you see yourself as you present yourself to other people, 
and, and then sucks. you see yourself as you really are. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's makes a very you really uncomfortable. Feeling. But on how, how do like, you face view it, yourself dude? presenting yourself you to it. other people? We'll say that again. How do you view yourself as presenting to other people in that in that mode? Um, it's been a long time since I've tripped that hard, but I feel like I don't know. Alcohol and mushrooms have been involved in my most recent trips, and this is like ten years in the making, where I've not just been high on mushrooms; I've also been drunk. So I feel like it's a bit of a different. Uh, it's more, you're more lenient with yourself yeah. when you're sitting next to your when you're drunk. It's sitting next the to blow. You, you you <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I sure. rule. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know specifically what. I I can't explain it. I absolutely cannot explain the feeling. Have you ever done mushrooms, Mike? Have you have you yeah, ever done? Yeah, I, I love them. I I did them a lot. Well, not a lot, but uh, mostly in my early twenties. And um, it was always around dickheads, so I never got the full benefit of it. That's the negative part, yeah, if you're doing it with the wrong group. I, I mean, I did enjoy it, but it was just like case in point. Um, one of the guys I was doing it with, he uh, he had a, a laundry basket full of knives. And I remember him asking <laughs> me if I would sit in it. So I sat in this laundry basket full of knives. And sheets or just knives? Just knives, buddy. <laughs> and it was funny, but it was like, you know, I would like to, if I ever did it again, that's like something you, know. you trick Wiley Coyote into doing. Why were you doing yeah. that? Hey, why don't you do my laundry, <laughs> the road runner? Go <laughs> with knives. Hey, Mike, you want to uh, go through this tunnel with me and you walk into a painting of a tunnel on the wall? <laughs> I would funny. then become the load runner. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, my, my buddy uh, just told me about a, a trip that he had where um, like his upstairs neighbors were like they were on like a roof balcony, like just heckling him as he was like watching a, a bonfire in his backyard and i felt so bad about the story i was like i almost, i wanted to like drive over in the middle of the night like bro we should do it again right now and like do it for real it'll be cool um but again dude i'm all on I, I i've been preaching i've overly preached about the uh therapeutic benefits of microdosing mushrooms and capping yeah. them off like a huge trip here and there and i'm going back down i'm i'm starting a new cycle now and i couldn't be more excited what's a microdose for you like, do you measure it out or you just... Yeah, I had a, I had a bunch of measured out into um, capsules at one point. Like a tenth of a gram? I, like I don't know what it equals out to, but it's like it, like the smallest... Um, like now foods makes like a, a vegan um, uh, dissolving capsules that you fill up. But just eyeballing it, you take like a, a fingertip and you first you grind up the mushrooms into a powder... You take a fingertip and you just blot with your fingertip and then sprinkle that into a tea. And I did that every morning. Damn. uh, So that's 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 can't be a half a gram. No, 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 no. no, no. It's it's tiny. It's powder. Yeah, it's tiny. It's a I feel like I've done that every once in a while. It's taking a Mm -hmm. to the tongue and it puts some pep in your step. Yeah, it does. But every time I am trying to take mushrooms, it's like. I want I, I want to see something wild. I well, want Uniqlo to look a little different I, if I'm I, buying underwear. For sure, I, it's just uh, you know I I was I was trying to get over some shit, and uh, I mean nothing nothing worth uh, no, nothing constructive to talk about here, and uh, I you know it, it it definitely 
Definitely helped. Some shit you that have people have reached out. Another podcast to be on. <laughs> 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 I, it's just like yeah, I, I don't know, man. I've talk I, about it. I, man. No, I've aired my gripes with myself and and uh, some of my circumstances on here, and they're not even worth revisiting. All uh, all there is to say is I will I will reiterate that uh, microdosing mushrooms helped me helped me conquer some pretty uh, deep demons. Good. I will tell you one thing that is worth revisiting is how many fat people we saw on the trails leading to those waterfalls. <laughs> Yo, that was truly wild. I was stunned that they could get up there, man, because that was not easy to read. <laughs> Number one, a bunch of people were talking about, like, where's the turnaround point? <laughs> I've, never, I, I've never passed so many people turning back in one day <laughs> in my life. Everywhere we Being went, like, Yo, were people just turn turning around where they stood and walking back. <laughs> but it's like they were already so low on the trail. Like, you had to walk back up either way. Like, finish the hike. Mm-hmm. Go around and see all, whatever, 14, 24 waterfalls, or how many waterfalls. <laughs> 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 like, just see them all. You made it this far. There's one more till you get to the bottom. Oh, my God. Do you remember the girl with the fucking, the back? The back tattoo? Piece? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Canadian flag back piece. Yeah. By herself, dude. Lower expectations from Mad Mag, <laughs> Mad TV. Yeah, that was that was rough, dude. Dude, that was that so was weird. A vision quest. Yo, that chick was like, "All right, I can make it two waterfalls away until I have to fill up my water bottle with dirty, silty water." Yeah, it was watching. It was weird watching people drink chocolate milk out of neoprene bottles. <laughs> Neoprene, you mean Nalgene? Nalgene, my bad. Neoprene's a material, right? Neoprene is what, well, not this Nalgene. particular yeah, my, koozie's my made mistake. of. I this got one says CTE, Man's bro. Weekend 2014. Oh. <laughs> Tom, what did you and do there? In reverse, it says tag him and bag him, fuck him and suck him. <laughs> okay, that's My boys made that for me. What did we do there? <laughs> well, we didn't tag him and bag him, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> John, you are a liver of life, man. I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. you. I feel like I want to do on my couch playing Tony Hawk now, but video games most of the time. But every once in a while, I get to do something cool. Like before I went hiking in Utah, the last cool thing I did was you was with you guys. Like I want to camp all the time. I did it. You got to find a you got to find a way to just make it your lifestyle, bro. I really do want that. Ultimately. Dude, we should organize a dad meat camping trip uh, where the bubs could come along and John can just lead us to the coolest place they could ever fucking imagine. I, we, I we know talked about the place that we could do that. We talked about it, w- it would be a very simple. Well, we do need a simple hike for a simple fan base. <laughs> <laughs> JK, y'all guys are <laughs> fat gay retard weekend 2014. <laughs> I think this came up on on Twitch like four months ago, and I was just like, we can't we can't have that many dudes just around each other in the woods, or they're gonna start assaulting each other from the bottom. <laughs> from the bottom, <laughs> just dudes like bottoming each other into trees. <laughs> We're just scratching that inscription on, on John's fucking koozie into each other's backs. Man's weekend, two thousand fourteen. <laughs> A six year old inscription. But that would be fun. That would be fun as shit. That's the kind of shit you guys really need to get into. Like mm-hmm. an organized group outing 
where there are no laws and you <laughs> assume a lot of a liability. <laughs> like they just show up and they can sue Patreon in the end. So. <laughs> I heard about this on a thing that I pay for, so I think I'm <laughs> think I'm owed some money. <laughs> My shoelace broke when I was ascending less than 500 feet elevation. <laughs> All right, so everybody's going to have to pick you swear not to sue us or Patreon if you go. Yeah, yeah. whatever 18 retards we can g- gather. <laughs> I know the campsite that they'll let us camp at. <laughs> and there's a merch shop on the way out. Oh, man. Dude, what, uh, what about the... um? The what, what was that? Not a flea market. Was uh, we we saw the uh, oh the second hand the, the second hand nightmare Antique store store I guess. Just a lot yeah. of Nazi stuff and like Mike got yelled at for walking around the premises. <laughs> yeah, I finished shop- shopping first, and it was a very uh, interesting place because I'm a creep, and it was a kind of place where people get murdered. So I walked like ten yards south of this place and a lady yells out of her fucking window don't even think about using the bathroom it's like all right i wouldn't fucking i wouldn't bless you with my shit (laughs) i've never seen so many price tags on makeshift weapons in my life we all walked out of there twenty dollars less than our wallet armed to the fucking gills we were ready <laughs> yeah. i was going back to join the facetown or fishtown militia dude i had a fucking used baseball bat that was cracked i, I got I a like, koozie. my neighbor joe's gonna like me better now i got a koozie that said auschwitz 2014 bag him tag him fuck him and suck him <laughs> you know there were <laughs> you're alluding to this but there was Nazi propaganda yeah. being sold at this place, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Weird. Yeah. There were fucking stamps with Hitler's face on it. And then there were like <laughs> stamps for for two Deutschmarks less that had <laughs> fucking Goebbels face on it. That that was anyway, pretty weird. Not quite That seems to be Goebbels unavoidable. Like, I'm not Hitler, but I don't ow, fuck. Get off me. Sorry, a cat just bit me. I'll edit that out later. <laughs> I didn't know you had a cat. I got two cats and they're his, the cat's name is Bitler. <laughs> um, real weird shit. Real... Yeah, that was a. Oh, and also like uh, the way it was laid out, you could tell that almost everything in there were were just the possessions of recently deceased people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It was an estate sale happening constantly. But yep. I did ask about like that. Uh, I feel like I mentioned something that was in that case or on that table like the number and like I, I made the lady reference it and it was implied that it was had been there for a long time and that was never going away like hmm. the dude who owned that stuff was alive and looking for return in <laughs> ROI you know like uh, this is this this talk uh, has made me think that a lot of that merchandise may be haunted. And John, I know you would appreciate it. And Tim, you would appreciate this too. But I recently found out that Jonathan Davis, lead singer of Corn, collects haunted dolls that he keeps in a specific space in his home that is surrounded by sage and crystals to protect him from the spirits that possess them. Hmm. 
What are the dolls? They're old, like flashlights. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> They're prototypes of. I collect what haunted guys flashlights. Guys thought they could uh, fuck in nineteen sixty. I mean, it's no big deal, really. You just have to surround them with a salt circle. I mean, come on. A bunch of old toilet paper and Vaseline and uh, a doll. <laughs> the, the Ouija board centerpiece is a dildo. You gotta fucking. <laughs> Uh, I got some unfinished business. <laughs> That's fucking corny as shit. He's corny as you, fuck, dude. Um... <laughs> Open up a portal to my pants. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's... I mean, how much more of a fucking hot topic employee could you be? <laughs> Are you ready for back to school savings? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser. Fuck John. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> John, if I bought stuff. you a haunted doll, would you put it on the shelf behind you for the next podcast? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Is it one of Chucky's boys? <laughs> Chucky's uh, boys, huh? To that point. Uh, Is it one of Chucky's boys? <laughs> John, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, did some county prison time, and he said one thing that he found that one of the most valuable learning experiences in prison was finding out how much um, the black community loves Chucky. Was this Ryan Chainer? No. Mm, I think it was. It's somebody else. Really I disagree. It was. <laughs> I'm sure, well, I'm sure Shane would back. This seems like something Shaner would know. But he said there was there was never more black inmates watching TNT than the nights where one of the child's play movies were. <laughs> yeah. Are they getting like shitty jailhouse tats of Chucky? <laughs> Just oh. green ink, whatever they can make in a toilet <laughs> and then Chucky's face. Oh, uh, man. My, my A couple of my boys that I grew up with are getting real into Chucky now, but they haven't served time. What? I wonder if they're tapping into uh, <laughs> to black culture. Oh, they're going wigger? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're going weird. One's a lawyer and one's a new dad who came in a female pussy for the first time, as far as I know. <laughs> That'd be a funny way to get into that movie, Cuties. You're just like, I, I just love child's play so much. I just... Wait, these aren't Spooky evil children. dolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I thought they, I thought they were haunted dolls. <laughs> that's not, that's just... Jonathan Davis ran out and bought a bunch of haunted dolls because he got caught watching cuties. <laughs> Your Honor, my client clearly thought he was jerking off to haunted dolls. I've been jerking off to these dolls since 2000, 2000 pre 9-11. It was on the Dude's Weekend 2014, man. And she could bring a knife onto a plane. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. You're fucking old. Long in the tooth. I used to be able to bring knives on planes. Long in the tooth. I like that. Is that a British saying? I have no idea. I don't know anything, dude. Is that one of the only the gay world. things that came over the, <laughs> <laughs> the Atlantic? I'm long in the bird. I'm an old, that I'm an old dog. brown ale. <laughs> God, I'm going to eat a fucking brown ale. And I was like, I hope the eagle's loose. Oh, dude. I'm... <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. Yes, we just crossed the threshold to you being fully retarded. 
<laughs> I'm doing fantasy for the first time, and I actually have an interesting. Oh, that sounds like a step backwards. Teams. You say it's not a step. Backwards. No, I said that sounds like a definite step backwards. <laughs> yeah, I've never done this before. Have you guys ever done this? No, absolutely not. No, I've, Mike, I. Mike, you've do, never uh, done. I do you like draft. the Eagles, though. You watch football. Yeah, I love the Eagles, but um. At most, I'll do DraftKings, and I did today, and that's what I'm trying to check now to see if I want any money. Oh, you're playing actual bets, yeah. How about? But you, you like fantasy football? Well, mine was just uh, I signed up for a league with my friends. There's eight of us, so I could win 350 bucks at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be enough for me to check my phone every Sunday and be like, "Am I winning? Did I? Did I? Did I score <laughs> touchdown?" <laughs> Oh, I want twenty. I don't know anything about football. Yeah, one twenty bucks. I I, one twenty bucks on what? Yeah, dude, on DraftKings today. I'm playing Ben on him. You just pick nine guys, and uh, they get a certain amount of points for each thing they do. So it's like basically like fantasy. Mm -hmm. It's just player based, not team based. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if regular fantasy is like this, but you can you change all your shit. For each week, and there's different kinds of. I think I can do that every week. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I uh the reason I've never done like fantasy football, even like the like I, I just do it with my boys. I can't think of anything more anxiety inducing than like only getting an email from my friends when they like about a thing I don't give a shit about. That would just like that would paralyze me every single week when that email came in. I think I was on like a Bennington fantasy thing one week, like, like Tommy one season that Tommy told me to sign up for and i was just like every time i would look at it, i was just like i should just fucking kill myself this stresses me out so or football bad. yeah yeah and i tr- it, it might have been like uh what's the kind where like you pick someone and then you can't pick them anymore like it's just teams i don't know the only term i know it doesn't is matter PPR, i don't know anything about reception. this shit i can't yeah i can't say anything interesting about it i'm sorry same, but I'm enthralled with the NFL now. Dude, in my Facebook feed the whole day today, like I was watching the first half and then I looked at Facebook at halftime and there were friends that were like, I can't believe the Eagles stayed in the locker room for the national anthem. It's like, did they? If Yeah, yeah. That dude, I was at the second half and nobody I was watching the game with even knew that information let alone was complaining about it or mentioning it. It's like, dude, if you're watching... You know what's funny? is like if, if I turn on the game and the anthem's on, I'm like, oh, I turned it on too early and I'll change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John, and that had nothing to do with social justice. They just couldn't figure out the lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, they had to go get a water break after the coin flip. Is that a thing? I'd, say, I'd rather watch funny commercials than... A fucking the national anthem. Well, then, Tim, you might like the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever well, had a Budweiser. I am a fucking simple retard. I'm a simple fucking moron. Uh, John, I'm going to send this to you, but uh, I took a video about a month ago. There's a lady, a pretty attractive young lady from somewhere in Delco, where I live, that drives a car that's airbrushed with the Budweiser frogs. Damn. Yeah. Where is the airbrush? On the window or the fucking body? The trunk, it's the hood, fucking everywhere. And dude, the the back, the uh, the fucking uh, the tail. Do they do they dude. say the names? Bud. John, John, on the fucking on the fucking back, it says Bud Wiser, and the frogs are all over the fucking car. How many times a week do you see her and not tell me about it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I miss those guys. I miss those frogs, man. What a simpler time. That and Westside was mm, the most memorable campaign they had besides the fucking Clydesdales. And I don't know if you guys care about horses as little as I do, but nuke the fucking horses. (laughs) (laughs) Was that was that like the did that come before or after? Was the what was the penguin that the Doobie Doobie do? Remember that? That was was but light. But ice, yeah. Were those around the same time? Okay. Ice? Were those like the final campaigns before everything went fully like the troops? Mm, possibly. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely nineties. Like every advertiser just started trying to impress Mike Rowe with beer commercials. Yeah, every avid every company that was already yeah. red, white, and blue was like, well, now we just formed our colors into an actual flag, and you can drink the flag if you pay. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five dollars for thirty beers. Do you guys remember that one commercial that Coors Light did, where it was um, based on nine eleven, where the plane goes through the Trade Center and comes out the other end frost brewed <laughs> <laughs> and cold filtered? Seegers on the other end saying "Like a rock." Fuck. Yeah, that was a that was a commercial I wanted to make for a, a, a while, just doing a micro voice like inside job. Outside job. At least 9-11 was a job. And we don't have a lot of those around here anymore. <laughs> but ice. At least somebody got paid for it. <laughs> Just the dude's ashes sprinkling through the air. Yeah. Those are terrible thoughts. Let's How much do you think those guys got paid in heaven? <laughs> Wasn't there a... Just, didn't they, they just try at one point, too? Yeah, the iguanas were like uh, in the swamp with the frogs, mm. and I'm, that might have been pre Geico Gecko, to be honest. Oh, I hear fireworks. Yeah, I, I. There must be a gay baby have been born. <laughs> I I want to know where like the demarcation was, like uh, because now I'm obsessed with advertising, basically just being full mind control i i I feel like at a certain point it was almost just like um what do you call it like sunday like like newspaper doodles like silly nonsense to sell you stuff and now it's almost like they want to control your entire life you know what i mean yeah i want to know what the first commercial was where it was like you know like a cartoon mascot just saying the name of the company over and over and again and then it was also like you know Kill your neighbor for being a racist. Whoa, what was that? What are you talking about? Eat a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. Your neighbor's gay. The, the global banking elite's trying to take everything from you, and it's run by Jews. But I. Do, do you guys remember where you were when you found out Spuds McKenzie was a girl? Right here, right now. Yeah, oh, what? Sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus, John, dude. do you remember Spuds McKenzie? Basketball player? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played for the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Yes, I remember he didn't score a single point. That was his famous thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Bud Light party animal. The party dog. <laughs> yeah, he, he, never, he never nailed a single t-shirt gunshot. <laughs> every, every t-shirt gunshot backfired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim is doubled over off camera. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, it's a gay dog. 
Yes. <laughs> he was the Bud Light party dog. Who turned out? It turned out it was a lady dog. <laughs> he played on the 1974 De- Detroit Pistons. <laughs> you guys can give me more information, but I won't request more information. <laughs> he was in the first batch of Sprite commercials. <laughs> First Dude. batch of Sprite. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> John! You really have no recollection of Spud, recollection of Spuds McKenzie. He's not the short basketball player that I'm thinking of, right? Oh my god, you're thinking of Spud Webb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Spud McKenzie? He's the Bud Light party dog. And it's Spuds with the plural. Yeah, I haven't figured out how to tell Siri to recognize my voice, so I'll have to do it. With thumbs. <laughs> Insane, dude. Spuds. Insane. Oh, I have it on private. <laughs> so I have to type the whole thing out. And how do you spell Spuds? <laughs> Not Mackenzie. I'm looking for spelling on. Oh, dude, I did know Spud Mackenzie. <laughs> Yeah, he came over a couple months ago, but I haven't seen him since. <laughs> Wait, what decade was this? The 80s? Yes, the 80s. Yo, he's wearing a frat shirt in this one. <laughs> you mean she was wearing a frat shirt in that one? That's oh, a Spuds was a bitch. Yes. <laughs> Not a dog. Because if you remember my first appearance in the show, I said, hello, Dogs and bitches. If you're not a dog, you're a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I was, so, you were putting that behind us. Golden opportunity. <laughs> yeah, to you were never trying bring that to, up again. Yeah, you were trying to <laughs> look at the black and white of Spuds chilling with Michael Jackson and Magic with, Johnson with <laughs> on the ten people who are certainly dead by now. <laughs> Spuds, the only one still thriving. Uh, I have bad news for you, John. No, no. 9-11. <laughs> Spuds was getting walked around Tower yeah. 7. He, he, led, he led a charge to stop him from the cockpit. He said, let's roll over. Oh, my God. I assume you guys all saw the, the Wahlberg quote resurfaced. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of my boys had never seen it before. Yeah, it never gets old. Like, he was like, oh, I never heard this about look, Wahlberg. Look, what do you say? I feel like serious? I feel like I've, if I was on that plane, things might have gone differently. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't think that way, there's a not more my specific boy. part. Well, okay, hit me. What was it? There would have been a lot of blood in first class. Yeah, the dude was humble bragging, having a Hell first yeah. class. That rules, ticket. actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you never would have made it past the curtain. Right. If you don't think you would have fought the hijackers, you're not my boy. I don't think you would have won. I don't think anyone I know would have won. But if you don't, no, but you least, die on the plane actually, instead of. I actually don't even in think. The building. I don't think anyone would have actually done anything that wasn't already done. But if you don't think you would have done more, you're not. I'm not your boy. Tim, that's actually one of my biggest uh, fantasies. Being on being on one of the hijacked planes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, being one of what one. should be 130 people beating up three people. <laughs> yes. Like, wow, is that not yes. immediate? With knives? Box yeah. cutters. Kill 190 people with knives. I, 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 390,000 people. <laughs> Playing gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, dude. 420 of my boys, dude. 69. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the 12 days of 9-11. Mike, uh, play your fantasy out for me. So you're sitting in coach or first class? I'm, I'm, I'm an everyman. So I'm in coach. Okay, of course you're, co- you're in coach. And you know how like when you get on a plane, like you kind of make eyes with guys that you think would help you in that kind of situation. I think it's a post 9-11 thing, though. I don't think you would have done that in this situation. You, Tim, come on. No, 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 no. Come on. Let's let's be realistic about this, Mike. Come All on. All right. Well, then well, then the fantasy is 9-12. <laughs> so we're doing this. You stop the squeak wool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, how many hij- hijackers were there? Like fucking five? I don't I don't know. So let's five or the, less. I thought it was three or four. For the sake of the fantasy, it'd be great if they, least... if they overdid it and they did a hundred and ninety hijackers, <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg was the only non-hijacker. <laughs> <laughs> There's an awful lot of sandals on this flight. <laughs> I can't believe Seth MacFarlane missed his flight. <laughs> oh, what a great conspiracy that would be! A bunch of like high-profile people giving up their seats for hijackers. Dude, that's crazy. They ended up making Ted together. Mark wanted to be on the flight. Seth was supposed to be on the flight. You do the math. You do the fingering. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Mike, you're in you're in coach, right? Okay, maybe maybe you've given the nod to a couple of dudes. Here's the thing. I don't think any of them give it back to you, okay? Even if even if at this time you knew to give the nod, you're on your own in this situation, okay? I'll tell you what, man. All you got to do is the second one walks past you is you drag him in as close to the window as possible so he's not getting out. So you don't have to worry about him anymore once you have him on the ground. Block at him that the point, cart. Yeah. At, at that point, everybody knows what's going down so that more and more people are going to jump in. Mm-hmm. And now where the fantasy really takes off, I don't really, I don't really go through the actual ap- act of apprehension too much where I really thrive in this fantasy is with the interviews that I give after what happens. Standing on the inflatable slide, getting yeah, off the next plane. To the slide. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's the on his fourth. He's on his fourth slide down background. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I ha- I'm holding each terrorist. We're sliding down he's together. Climbing back up the ladder. They're trying to get an interview, and he's going for his fourth try. <laughs> <laughs> Chef McNulty so, just said Wahlberg ends up beating up the only Asian guy on the flight. <laughs> Blinding him somehow with a rock. Oh. <laughs> he brought a rock on the plane to throw at him. Back before 9 11, you used to be able to fly with rocks. I do with rocks all the time. <laughs> as long as the rock's under like 3.2 ounces, you can take it on. Had to be in a clear plastic bag. They don't tell you. <laughs> All right, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I look. I really want to. I, I I don't want to keep interrupting this. Okay. So, uh, when when in your fantasy, when's the first sense of uh, commotion or trouble? Well, you can kind of pick up on it when there's a lot of eye contact amongst um, very specific types. 
I'm not going to say what types are the perpetrators in this situation, but you can see where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So me and me and the other guys that are that are willing to do so you before 9-11, you already had a healthy distrust of these people bordering on racism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All and right. you're eyeing up every single person you walk by on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six Dude. people per foot. You're like, no, 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 no. That guy's my guy. Yeah. Yep. As long, dude, as long as there's under four of them, you're good. The fourth one comes, that's Muslim Tetris, and then they take out a whole block. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's the long one. <laughs> here if you slice it out, right? That was Osama. Osama was the yeah, skinny was the Tetris piece. <laughs> <laughs> there was one with scoliosis. He's the L. <laughs> That's why I have 29C. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you see the fourth, you see the fourth, you see the uh, Islam Tetris make the fourth eye contact, and you know something's about to go down. What's next? Uh, spring in the action, man. It becomes chaos after that, but enough people know what's happening at this point that we apprehend everybody, and also people start taking their phones out now. So once the phones are out, then that's when I really put on a show, man. Mm-hmm. I, I do... All kinds of jujitsu shit. Amount of triangles. Amount of triangles. Stone cold stunners. Yeah. You're like getting space between the <laughs> yeah. aisles so you can do some running moves. Oh God, it's Mike Brady. <laughs> Jumping from the, one of the, the overhead the, compartment. <laughs> the co the co pilot puts one on his shoulders and Mike clotheslines him off. <laughs> it's the Doomsday device. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, and at that point, like once the phones come out, man, right, have the really, have the pilots been have the pilots been uh, incapacitated yet? Reached? No, they're already rerouting the plane. Oh, okay. So you can't make get in the cockpit cockpit anymore. So here's how. Here's how. Can I improve your fantasy for you? Please do. So uh, by the time you realize there's a commotion, maybe uh, I I think here's how here's how it would go. Um, you're you're in coach and you're looking at a picture of uh, your family and you're just mm-hmm. reflecting on times with them. So maybe you don't you don't realize the first couple of uh, pieces falling into place. And then by the time you're aware of anything, you've already heard like some shouting up near the front of the plane. Right. And um, you maybe the, the first the first class is full of pussies, obviously soft mm-hmm. pussies. And uh, then you start hearing a little bit of like, ah! like you hear like a distant like shriek from a lady and that's when you know like you're that's as soon as you hear a shriek your your seatbelt's undone mm. you're you're perking up and you're like all right let me not raise i don't want to i don't want to draw their attention too much yet right mm. because i'm going to want to catch them unawares so okay. then you slowly make your way up right and so you're like every time they're not looking at like the people at the cabin you're slowly moving up a couple rows and then you duck into the aisle seat and sit on someone's lap right and this happens mm. maybe there's a couple uh i mean hot ladies who are like kind of turned on by it you know what i mean like they, they get some up, boners they, yeah they, they pick up on your uh your like d- dangerous situation pheromones eventually you make your way to the cabin you get stabbed definitely you definitely take some yeah, yeah. serious that's, that's battle scars man. yeah like you're you're damaged to the point of like john mcclain at the end of die hard you're like you're fucked up your your bare feet are all cut up that kind of shit the pilots both pilots are already dead you have to then land the plane oh man bro that's a lot of responsibility Great heroes, man. You land the plane. Actually, I think you would land the plane in the river, and when Sully ends up doing it, no one gives a shit because all they care about is the time Mike Rainey did it better. Mike Rainey that did was- it with like one shoulder completely dislocated, cuts all over his face. Dude, that would have been great. I wonder if Marky no Mark, like, I wonder if Marky Mark injected himself in that Sully thing 
and uh, <laughs> thought about renaming it Sully Wahlburgers. <laughs> so, yeah. So then when Sully ends up landing in the river, like gay pilot does tries to recapture the magic of Mike Rainey, fails miserably. Mm-hmm. Sully stinks. That would be that would be where my end is. Man, that's a tough one to pull off. I'm I'm actually not the market market in this situation, man. I don't think I could pull that one off. <laughs> it's a fantasy, what, the dude. Pilot I know, fantasy? But... dude. You no, know you, my. You get the headphones on and you say, "What do I have to do?" Yeah, John. Most keep any, this bird in the sky. Dude, and then you know what? Soon as Mike, soon as Mike puts on the headset, there's a dude in air. Tra- a dude in air traffic control slides into a seat. He's like. All right, Mike, we're going to land this bird together. <laughs> yeah, John Cusack and Pushing 10. He just got done fucking. Stay calm. Mike, buddy, stay calm. We're going to land this bird. And you're like, okay, man, I'm, pre- I'm hurt pretty bad. They're like, Mike, stay with us. We're lo- we're counting on you. Everyone's hysterical in the cabin. There's fucking tit meat everywhere. They, they're thirsty for you. And you're just like, everyone stay calm. I got this. But you're like fading from consciousness. But you're the only one who's got it together enough to land this fucking bird. You're screaming, what are flaps? What are flaps? <laughs> Mike, there's two switches in front you of you. You start sucking the bird's handle. <laughs> I accidentally activate the slide in the air. All right, what do I suck? What do I suck? Everything's flashing. Which one do I suck? Everything looks suckable. <laughs> this is your captain sucking. Mike, you want to get your mouth on the yoke right now. No, open up your flaps. That's your big asshole. We are putting the cruising and cruising altitude. <laughs> that would be fun, man. All right, I can do this now, Tim. Oh, there he goes. That's my fucking this. guy. I can do this. Man, now what's your move? You get to the you get to the cockpit. Who are you impersonating? What pilot everything. are you impersonating? Yeah. Well, He's just I'm gonna sucking tell you, things until the plane gets on the ground. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll tell you. One of the things that helps me land the plane is that Travis Barker is on fire in the back of the plane. <laughs> I needed a distraction, and he was the distraction I needed. But you need DJ AM to die as well. So <laughs> I'm weak and a burning DJ AM. <laughs> if DJ AM doesn't die, you'll create a time paradox. <laughs> you need to land this fantasy. That Travis Barker was never in Blank 182. <laughs> oh my God! Prevent Machine Gun Kelly's entire career. <laughs> Fahrenheit 182 is the temperature at which planes burn. <laughs> when flaps melt. Oh man. Uh, well, this seems like the perfect time to just uh, stop it, stop everything that we're doing and move over to the Patreon. All right, H- let's do it. See y'all on the page. Thanks for. Uh, got another hour. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I gotta make a piss, smoke a cig, grab two beers. All right, we'll see All you right, over cool. on the Patreon. Uh, you you guys got that. ads to do, right? Uh, a couple uh, of quick announcements. No big deal. You got time. We'll see you over I there. Stay? No, you can go piss now. I'll send you I'll off in style. Piss. Yo, thanks. Thank you for the cheapos for hearing me. I'll see the rest of you fucking. <laughs> I'll see the rest of the guys that have one dollar, twelve dollars a year to fucking in first class. Damn. Thank you very much, John <laughs> yeah. Delcalo. For joining us. Thank you, boys. Oh man, I love you, boys. Thanks, I can't wait to keep talking to you and see you shakes in my little dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bubs in the chat. Thanks for fucking being with us. Uh, we are shifting over to the Patreon. Uh, if you are a member of the Patreon, the the link is already in your email. We'll see. We'll see you over in that stream. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, consider joining the Patreon. It's a dollar a month. Um, we're putting up 
more and more content as we go on, not just uh, podcast episodes, but also sketches. Um, it's there's a lot of like direct communication over there. Obviously, you don't need to do that on Patreon. It just seems to be like one place where we kind of focus all the uh, back and forth with um, patrons. And uh, also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting we're closing in on a thousand subscribers, which is a uh, a big deal for us right now. We're gonna start pushing the YouTube. Um, especially as more video content uh, starts going up. And just know, if you want to, you can give more than a dollar. And if for every fucking dollar that we get, I fantasize more and more about quitting my fucking job, uh, which I was almost late to the podcast tonight addressing some fucking stupid-ass fucking emails. So just know that I am grateful for each of you that subscribe because with each one of you, I feel like I get closer and closer to making that a reality. Mike, let me know if you need help uh, with your quitting your job fantasy too, dude. Uh, it, it will involve <laughs> you Mark fucking Wahlberger. You phoned in 9-11 so badly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. We'll see you over on the Patreon. Love you, bubs. Love you guys. I'll see you.